Good Friday morning to everyone and welcome to Trending. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. This morning, I would like to welcome my first utility district to the studio. I will often receive questions from elected officials, co-workers, and citizens about how utility districts work. We visited with the utility board division of the comptroller's office back in the spring. We learned about regulation side of things. Now I want to hear from one of our local utility boards here in Putnam County. And that board is the Double Springs Utility Board located between Baxter and Cookville on Highway 70. It also gives me an opportunity to have someone on that I talk about a whole lot, which is my daddy, Larry Rogers. And I also have Lynn McHenry on, who's also I speak highly of, and he's, what, been here three times now or so? I think so. Yeah. Um, and just a little bit of information for people listening, they're, I always consider them the two greatest men I know. So my daddy, my best friend, lifelong friend is Lynn. He's my neighbor. And this is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing for me. So I'm excited today. I'm glad y'all get to hear their side of things, the utility board. Going to learn a lot of history about that and, and how this came, the utility district came about in Double Springs, or how the the need for that was uh, was created. So, Daddy, I'm going to start with you. By the way, folks, he's a little bit shy when he's in this setting, but outside of this setting, he's not shy at all. He'll talk your head off. But he's going to talk today, so I'm going to get him talking. I know you've been in Baxter all your life, but you haven't always had running water at the turn of a faucet. It hadn't always had city water. There's been times you were on well water and you were on dry. So when you were a young boy, before you even moved up on the ridge, what was where did you get your water from? We got it from a spring beside that coming out of the side of the hill. Down in which, which holler is that? Uh, Broadwater Branch. Is the Broadwater Branch. So when you were young and you were, uh, I think, what you move up on the ridge when you were nine years old or something? I was 10 going on 11. But even then, you didn't have city water. No, we got it from a spring that was down in the bottom of the holler. Uh, we had a, when we moved there, who built the house and everything, had a block house down there coming out of the, of the side of the hill down there in the well, and uh, we got water from there. Then it come a flood, washed the whole thing out, and we had to go <laughs> to our neighbors that we dug a line, which dug by hand, probably about 200 yards, uh, to hook onto his pump, and we got water from Mark. So I, I ask these questions because it's history. It's it's in this show, as I said before, is about informing people of of things around them and what goes on daily stuff that we don't think about. You know, I, I approach it from the side of public servants, but these two gentlemen are public servants as they serve on this utility board, and I think it's important to know that we haven't always had city water in Putnam County, and there's still some people that are on well water in the county, and we we'll uh-huh. talk more about that later. Um, but that's an interesting story, and I don't want to give away your age, but you've been around a while, Daddy, and, and so you've had all different sides of, of um, resources for water. I was young, um, and I remember we had well water. You and Mom had built a house in the 70s. I was born in 1980, and for a few years there, I remember having well water. And, Lynn, of course, you've been my lifelong neighbor. Um, you didn't always have city water either. No, we grew up with the— when I first, uh, uh, I guess, first experience I remember as far as water goes, we had uh, had a spring that we had uh, catch water, and we had an old uh, uh, ram pump that sent it up to the house. And so if the spring was low or whatever, that caused all kinds of problems. Or in the wintertime when it froze, uh, we would have to go uh, into the big city of Baxter, mm-hmm. and we would uh, – <laughs> we would actually get gallons of water to come back and you know bring back to the house for my grandma so uh that's where we started then we finally uh got really uptown we we drilled a well and had well water for some time 
before actually getting city water. So, uh, so many people, I think, and Larry made an excellent point. Uh, you know, you take these things that we have now so much for granted, right. uh, as you don't even think about them. Yeah. But, uh, today, uh, things are so much different than they used to be. And, uh, having that, uh, you know, having water at your disposal makes a uh, city water is, is makes a world of difference for people. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that, Lynn, because, you know, now that you two are on the board, I have access to complain when I turn the water on and that y'all are cleaning it out or, or doing something with the pressure. Yeah. And it's low pressure. Oh, I call and complain. I mean, Daddy, why do I have low pressure? Well, son, they're doing maintenance on it. They'll be back to normal in a few minutes because it's hard to take a shower with low pressure. But anyway, I guess I need to get up earlier. That's right. Because uh, they don't start that usually <laughs> after 8 o'clock. But uh, I, you do take it for granted. And I try to remember the times when that my grandma and, and Daddy has told me about not always having access to, to water. Um, and I know today when you lived on the creek, the way you kept your milk cove was put it in the spring in the uh, a little uh, concrete. Well, what did you call it? I just well, at first was just a bunch of rocks piled around uh, the well, and I just opened it to the door, and they set the water in the, the milk in the water that come up out of the ground. It was cold; it kept the milk cold, and uh, we had to carry water to the house in a bucket. When I got big enough, I carried. Well, if anybody knows anything about an eight-pound lard bucket, but I'd have to carry an eight-pound lard bucket. As many trips I had to make to the spring to get the water. <laughs> so. Well, y'all. So you and Mama built the house what late seventies? Nineteen seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. And when you built that house, you had to dig drill a well. We drilled the well and it done good for a while. Then it got where it didn't furnish water, and uh, we had to put a a timer in the basement and a fifty-gallon tank in that. T- Timer cut on every 30 minutes. It had some water in there. It had run for 30 seconds or a minute, and he'd pump water into that tank. There wasn't no water. I don't, we done it. The well was 100 feet deep, and we never knowed why it would run. Then it wouldn't run. But uh, anyway, that's the way it was. And uh, we had a lot of trouble. Many times I've went to either Lynn's house or or his mom's house. <laughs> uh, he was a little boy, or down to my brother's. I'd have soap all over me and wouldn't have no water to get it off, so I'd have to drive all the way down there. That's not fun, putting clothes on soap and going washing off. Well, I, I remember that, too, just vaguely, but I remember it happening. I remember the taste of well water. I, I thought it was always taste real good, but if you didn't have any of it, it didn't matter. So, obviously... Was your did your well ever run dry land at your mom and dad's house? Uh, we didn't have many issues with our well. I mean, we had it. <clears throat> there was a point where it was not as similar to Larry's, not as adequate as we wanted it to be, and we had to drill a new one. So yeah, those those kind of things occurred, and that was just something you lived with. You know, yeah. you didn't you didn't think about it much. Okay, what do we got to do? So what what was the process like? We finally got city water in the mid to late eighties, sometime in that area. Of course, I was a young boy, but Daddy, Lynn, do y'all remember what that process was like? How did that come about? How, how did that opportunity present itself for us on on the Bright Ridge, west of Baxter, which is now Turkey Hollow Road and is, is the road we live on? But uh, how did that opportunity present itself? Well, we had – it's a long story, and I don't have that time to go in, but we had to get a grant, and the grant was going to go through Baxter because Baxter had a water line down that way. Uh, we didn't know that we was in Double Springs territory. 
I think Double Springs may have stopped at the crossroads then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, we didn't know that. Uh, had a neighbor that lived around on the end of the Bryant Ridge that worked for Double Springs. And we went for years trying to get a grant, meetings, meetings, meetings with officials. And uh, finally they got the grant. Well, when they got the grant, we found out that uh, we's in Double Springs territory. And uh, they all went to court, Baxter and Double Springs did, and Double Springs won. And uh, But uh, the grant money was made out for Baxter, so Double Springs used their own money to run us water around there, the way I understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't get none of the grant money, which – Really, it did come close to affecting the people on down 70 not getting water because when you take out all the numbers, uh, the grants, the way I understand, is a numbers game. You've got to have so many families. And when you took out all the families down 70, uh, Thompson Ridge, Bright Ridge, that's where it stops at the Bright Ridge, uh, it really hurt the grant and liked to have lost the grant. Uh, the government liked to tuck it away. It hadn't been for the late uh, Tommy Burks and uh, or my late brother, uh, they would have lost the whole grant. They they stood up and they worked and they pleaded and Baxter kept the grant to at least go on down seventy and give people down there that didn't have water. We got water, uh, but we finally got water, which uh, it was a hard battle, a hard fought. It was uh, nerve wracking, uh, uh, but we got it, and I'm thankful to the good Lord that we got it. Well, and, and go ahead, Lamb. Well, I was going to say, you know, it, and what Double Springs did, uh, being able to, hey, this is our territory and we want to try to serve that. And they kind of stuck their necks out some, knowing that uh, they had to spend quite a bit of money in order to provide water to not a great number of people. Uh, but I think it's been definitely a benefit for them. It just took a while for them to realize that. And uh, so prior to them putting the lines and stuff in, they came around and uh, you know, surveyed everybody, how many, you know, do you want a meter? Do you want any extra meters? What can we do to try to uh, sell a few extra taps, you know, to help them Double Springs Utility out in order for them to get water uh, to us? And I know uh, some people paid for a few extra taps and a few, you know, whatever we could do in order to make sure that we got the water there. So even though you didn't need a tap, you paid for it just so you could get the water to the ridge. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, and that's a good conclusion of the first segment. That, and, and that's some history about how things happen as far as, as out in the rural parts of counties to get water lines. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back on the next segment. You're listening to Training. This has been Rogers. I continue with Larry Rogers and Lemon Henry when we come back. Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers. I'm just thrilled to death to have my daddy on and my best friend, uh, of course, my daddy, Larry Rogers, my best friend, Lemmy Henry, with us. And they're here not just because of their relationship with me, but they're here to talk about the Double Springs Utility District and how utility districts work in this county. And there's several within the county. And we'll talk about um, how the, that appoint, the board, how the boards work later on about these utility districts. But wanted to give some history on, on water lines and, and why these utility districts are so important. Uh, and one of the reasons they're important is because you know we mentioned about our situation on the Bright Ridge, Turkey Hollow Road. You know, for years, uh, yeah, I mean, even Lynn, you're younger than Daddy, but you grew up with with well water. Daddy had creek water and spring or spring water and well water for a, a big majority, over half his life, close to it. Um, and so, you know, the city of Baxter has water, but they wasn't running water out to where we were at. 
And it was important for somebody like Double Springs Utility to come in and say, we will put the money up and the infrastructure in for these people to have water. And it helped that there was a grant available. And as as uh, Daddy mentioned, he had said, you know, Senator, the late Senator Tommy Burks was a big part of that. Um, my late uncle, Bill Rogers, Daddy's oldest brother, was a big part of that. L- almost lost the grant to fund those water, uh, to, to fund the water to get there. But y'all mentioned before we left, and this is interesting to me, you didn't. You it still wasn't a, a really a guaranteed deal unless there were so many meters or taps bought, but there were more taps needed than people. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, Double Springs is trying to provide water there as uh, you know as to many people as they could reach out to, but there wasn't a whole lot of people right there uh, where we live, Bryant Ridge, Turkey Hollow Road. So they said, if there's any way you can, you know, buy an extra tap or put in. Uh, you know, a little more or whatever they we could do to help them, uh, they encouraged us to do that in order to get it there sooner rather than later. And uh, so we were able to, uh, you know, get the the taps that they needed, uh, the community was, and in order to, you know, them to start running the lines. And one of the interesting things about that, you know, you'd even mentioned that, you know, how much did it cost then? And the, the thing about it was a lot of that work was done by the utility district. You know, a lot of times we – uh, now and we'll probably get into that some we you know we bid a lot of this this uh, you know the lines and stuff like that we bid that out mm-hmm. uh, but uh, a lot of times then it was done by the district itself and uh, that cost you know depended upon you know what kind of soil you were digging through and so when you go around the Bright Ridge and Turkey Hollow Road uh, there's a lot of different soil from from the highway to where you get to my house mm-hmm. and I'm almost toward the end and uh, there's times when uh, I know they would make uh, – I remember that as a, as a kid driving by and them digging those lines and thinking, man, they got a long way today. And then, uh, you know, they may have got uh, – you know, seems like they got a half mile or more. And then you would turn around, and for days they wouldn't have got hardly – seemed like 50 feet. And it, they hit that limestone, yeah. And, man, that changed, uh, you know, how much they – could progress and how much they could get done and the technology then for digging a uh you know digging a, a trench in the dirt it's a lot different than it is now so it was pretty tough for them uh but they hung in there and we were able to get it so that was, was always a interesting thing looking back as a kid i remember that uh going in and i uh, always fascinated by the by it so and you mentioned a lot of the work back then was done by the utility district. Was yeah. do you, do y'all know were there a lot more employees for the utility district to do that work than there is now, or is it about the same workforce? It's about it's the about same. about the same. That's what that's crazy. About that's, the same because uh, there's there how many employees are there right now? Seven. Well, yeah, we have seven. Seven employees. Wow. Yeah, and that's it's a big area. Do y'all can y'all lay out the area of what Double Springs Utility District covers roughly by roads in the county, or is that something? That's easily easily explainable. Well, we uh, it, it's not well defined. You know, it's not a, a perfect shape by any means. But obviously, we go as far uh, west as the Bryant Ridge where we live, and then uh, north uh, we would go to uh, the right up to where the old Gainsborough Utility District is, and we would meet them in several areas there, which would be. Uh, you know, between Double Springs and Bloomington Springs, that mm-hmm. kind of area there. <clears throat> As you go east, we go all the way to the city limits of Cookville mm-hmm. <clears throat> and kind of kind of border them. I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit, too. <clears throat> and then when you go uh, south, uh, we go uh, 
a little bit beyond uh, 70 to the south, but just in different areas. So it's not super well defined, right. but, you know, all of that Double Springs area plus uh, parts of Baxter area, parts of Bloomington, that, that you know, up toward Kuvel, So, so <clears throat> let, let's get to the I, – I love the history of that stuff because I, I love to hear y'all's stories about it. But if we've got more, we can tell them. But let's talk about the board for a minute. I know a few years ago, Daddy, you were approached about being on the board. And, um, of course, you, you spent your career at, at the at Upper County Electric, so you're familiar with how utilities work and providing that service. But what made you want to be on the board of Double Springs Utility District? Well, first, I didn't. Um, her, her neighbor uh, lives right there in front of Lynn. He worked there for, I don't know, 15, 16 years. He stopped one evening when I was on my walk and wanted to know if I wanted to be on the board. I first said, I don't think so. I'm not one of these people. I guess I'm a foot soldier. I'm not a leader. And uh, But he said, well, you need to think about it. Well, the boy, the guy that was on there, uh, he called me, and I've known him all my life. He was raised down there in that Broadwater branch, Martins Creek area with us. He's older than me, but uh, I always thought the world of him. He was a good friend, and when I know I had knee surgery, he come uh, once a week and took me to therapy. And uh, he called me, and he said, well, you know, he said, I wish you'd do me a favor. He said, I'm not going to be on there anymore and wished you would take my place. He said, I think you'd be good at it. So uh, I accepted, and uh, Mr. Randy Porter, he ports, he appoints the people to these utility boards water utility boards, and uh, uh, he pointed me, and uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, it I, was, I was scared about it when I first went in there. I don't, didn't know nothing about it, didn't know. But uh, my objective is, is to help the utility, help the customer, and help the employee. That does not always fall in that order. It might be the employee first, then the utility, then the customer. It might be the customer. It's just however you can do it. Uh, not have but two or three complaints. The two and a half year been on there. I, you're on there for a three year term, then you got to be reappointed. Uh, uh, had to go to a school, which that school was very interesting. I figured it would be dull and uh, uh, you wouldn't learn nothing, but uh, I learned a lot. I learned that uh, uh, these regulations, these restrictions, they, you've got to have somebody to test the water. They've got to be certified. They have to go to school. And uh, they had a guy there talking, and he told how hard it was to pass the test. Uh, sometimes most people had to go twice, maybe three times, and it cost quite a bit. Uh, I don't exactly how the, know what it cost is. Uh, I don't think I've ever asked. Uh, but anyway, uh, he told that, and I learned, I learned there that uh, the county executive or the county mayor is the one that points them. And uh, there was a utility. There was three board members there. They had not been on this utility for a while, for not that long. And this utility really was in trouble. And Mr. Porter pointed these three guys. And they were, when they come over to that school, they really had this utility on top. Uh, they had over 50% water loss every month, which that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's water that you dug. The customers pay for that don't buy gets used. It's just leakage. It's leaks that they had and everything. But they, uh, I think Mr. Porter has done a great job. He's a great guy, and I think he's really 
done it. And I do enjoy being on there. Uh, uh, got some great employees. Uh, they're the best. They work hard. They're honest. Uh, we're fixing to lose one at the end of this year that's been there about 20 years. And he's been a, I know he's been a great help to me. If something come up and I didn't really know, I could call him off to the side and ask him and uh, get his opinion. And he's honest, but uh, uh, they're going to miss Steve. We're all going to miss Steve. Uh, I don't blame him. He's looking forward to retiring, but uh, you can't replace the knowledge and the, the stuff that he knows just in a day or two. So going to miss him. He's trying to help them all out and trying to wing them young boys off the depending on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, and that's, that's some good information because and Lynn, I'll get to you in a minute. Uh, we come back next time while you decide to be on the board, but I'm glad you mentioned it, daddy, that the process is for the County mayor to appoint water utility boards. Uh, and, and a lot of people don't know that. Cause I, you know, I think most people that listen, know what I do. And I work with County governments. I had a coworker just last week sent me a message and said, hey, I've got a question from a commissioner upset about the utility board. How do they change that? And I said, well, the county mayors appoint the utility boards, you know, and I said that they, they appoint them and they're there and depending on the bylaws or the terms or whatever, but they're there for their term and can be reappointed. I said, and they're like, county mayor appoints the utility boards? I said, yes. You know, and I said, that's just, that's just the way it is. So anyway, glad you brought that up. Uh, we come back. I want to get to about Lynn's service on the board because as y'all know, that ain't the only thing he does. It's uh He's he wears many hats, but just talk about the continue to talk about the process of those utility districts and what services they're providing. We'll be back in just a moment on trending. This has been Rogers. I'll continue with Larry Rogers and Lynn McHenry. Welcome back to trending. This has been Rogers. Continue visiting with two board members of the Double Springs Utility District. There are three. Um, Mr. Doc Bush could not be with us. He was going to be, but he is a he works for the Department of Safety as a Tennessee State Trooper, and I know his schedule is crazy. So, Doc, we appreciate you. Um, missed out on having you today, but we'll have you back on some point in time. Um, we've been talking about the, the board, and, of course, Lynn, I haven't got to you yet, but you – Daddy, when were you appointed to the board? I need to ask. Uh, Three years from this June. Three years from June. And then, Land, how long have you been on the board? Uh, I've been on, uh, this will be two years in June, so, so what, a year and a half. What made you decide that you wanted to serve? Well, as as you look at our community, you see the, uh, you know, you see opportunities and, and, and needs uh, that possibly you can, uh, you can give yourself, uh, give your time to. And a utility board, a lot of people... You don't realize people take those things for granted. I, I myself am a great example of that. And so when I heard about the Dell Strings Utility Board possibly needing someone to fill that, I had a couple of people say, hey, would you be interested? And uh, I got to thinking about it. And, yeah, it's a great opportunity to serve the community. And you don't realize the impact Utility Board has. I mean, as we said before, people have running water that didn't and and city water they took you know they took that for granted for years and we definitely do now and then so you see this board you say wait a minute this is an opportunity to uh, help others there's still a few places in the county that doesn't have it and we can continue that you know the whole mission of the uh, of the utility board itself to make to provide quality drinking water so uh, that's it was an opportunity that that came to me and I said sure I'll be be glad to try to step in and help where I can. You know, uh, historically, I think the board uh, utility board started in in the 1960s, and so 
uh, from the 1960s, there was a few men got together and said, hey, we want to try to get this thing started. Started with 68 customers, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, very small. Now we have 2,850 plus customers. So we've grown uh, drastically over those uh, years and uh, we've come to to be able to serve a lot more people and we have plans to continue to try to expand and serve as many as we can you know, you know especially those that uh, are still without so uh, it's it's a great opportunity in doing so uh, you know one thing larry mentioned is is water leakage uh, in doing so trying to provide the best quality and also have a district that you know is is very uh uh good about keeping uh, tabs on the uh, the money that the district uses and the one of the biggest factors in that uh, is water leakage you know you don't want to you know it's pretty simple too uh, you buy water you want to sell as much of that water as you've bought uh, but every and a lot of people wouldn't realize this but every district uh, or utility board uh, is going to going to have some amount of water leakage and there are those that have 50% or more uh, on a common basis. And we uh, obviously, there's been times when we've had a higher leakage than we wanted. Uh, came through the tornado, we busted some main lines, and our water leakage went way up there for a couple months. But our guys got right on it. Uh, we're able to repair a lot of those, and we were able to get our water leakage down. We try to keep it around uh, 20% or less. We've had it in the teens, but. Um, we work with that as best we can. Most anybody would tell you that knows a lot about utility boards that if you can keep it under 25%, you're usually doing fairly well. And so we, we're we doing well now, and we want to get that down as much as we can. One of the things that we've been doing this year is we've had uh, some money uh, through grant and uh, uh, through the development district to be able to repair a lot of our taps and so we've had uh, some contractors going around repairing a lot of the taps. We found a lot of leaks there, a lot of things that we we're able to fix that uh, really brings your your usage or leakage uh, down, and that's that's helped uh, a lot too. So uh, those kind of things really fit into the mission statement we have as a board, and uh, the we want to make sure that people see the utility board as a uh, as a community effort to make sure that we continue to keep good drinking water. And in order to do all of that, you have to have good employees uh, and you have to have a board that's willing to work with uh, with the cities and communities around them and also willing to, uh, you know, make sure that your financials are in good shape. And right now we're we're blessed. Larry come in about, uh, as he said, about almost three years ago, me two years ago, uh, and Doc started this year. And that's how it revolves. You know, there's basically one every, every year or so that, that uh, gets appointed. And uh, we're fortunate to have uh, uh, David with us. And I think we can, you know, continue to keep uh, the utility district in, in real good standing. Well, and, and they, of course, I think you said you had two or three complaints, Daddy, the whole time. Probably two of them have been me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I hadn't complained, folks. I, I will call and aggravate them. Uh, when they were doing the tap repair, and was that through grant money? 
Yes. To the development district. Yeah. And so they were doing tap repair. I, you know, I, I, I called Daddy and Lynn both, and I said, listen, they're tearing up these roads. I said, this is, I'm county commissioner. This is tearing up a county highway, <laughs> county road. How are they going to fix this? And they just, they grumbled at me and said, it'll get fixed. Don't worry about it. So that's how I get and treated. It did it not? It, 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 it looks really good, too, actually. <laughs> uh, and they sold back the grass that was removed. So it's like it's ne- they'd never been there, and I think yeah. they did a good job. But that that is uh, improves efficiency. Mm-hmm. for the the district and improves efficiency for your customer and and hopefully keeps those rates down by what y'all did so being able to use that grant money um to do things like that i think is a big deal there's three members on the board you two and doc bush as we mentioned land you're the chairman is that correct that's correct yes. and so how many times do y'all meet um in a year we meet we meet once a month and it's always the uh, second monday of the month and uh at two o'clock at the office, and it is a open meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody is welcome to attend uh, if they want to, and we always uh, take uh, whatever if you know whatever concerns or whatever things uh, projects that might be going on. We talk about those every month and try to make sure that we're on track. So, uh, used to y'all met at what five o'clock? Six o'clock. What made what was the reason for the time change? Well, it was just a little more convenient for everybody, for not just the board members, but the employees. You know, they were having to stay over or stay late, and there was really no reason to do that. Uh, we had an opportunity. All of us were available to meet it, too, and uh, it gives you an opportunity for the employees to be there if they've got any questions or comments. Uh, it just makes it a lot easier. So let's talk about logistics um, infrastructure. And, and so where does Double Springs Utility get their water from? So we we get our water from the city of Cookville. So we buy from the city of Cookville. Of course, the city of Cookville gets their water from Center Hill Lake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's an interesting thing because I'm sure you could ask a lot of people that live in the county where their water comes from, and they would probably – they might be able to get the idea that it comes from the city of Cookville, but they wouldn't know where the city of Cookville actually got it. Right. So uh, they're able to pump that out of Center Hill Lake with an agreement they have with the Corps of Engineers. And so uh, they pump it out, and they deliver it to us. And we we have some what they call master meters. Uh, that's some big meters, basically, that tell us how much money we're, uh, you know, how much water we're going to buy from the city of Coville. We have rates that we uh, buy from them, and then we adjust our rates to our customer depending on what the city of Coville sells to us. And so, how often does the rate between the Double Springs Utility District and the city of Coville get negotiated? Well. It is generally try to do that yearly, but this the city of Coville has uh, recently adjusted their rates, and we see a, a five-year plan from them right now, and it's going to increase almost every year for the next five years. And because of that, we have to adjust ours too. Sure. Uh, we try our best to hold, hold our rates down as low as we can. We feel uh, very comfortable about the rates we have with other districts, uh, I think we're very competitive, uh, keeping our water rates down, uh, especially having to buy through another utility and not directly from you know from a lake or from a reservoir. So uh, we're able to hold that those rates down, but they are going up just because the city of Cuvo is going up, and so we've had to increase our our rates. Current rate right now is uh, zero to two thousand gallons is seventeen dollars and thirty one cents. Each additional thousand uh, gallons is eight dollars and 25 cents uh i know uh, i can speak my family probably uses uh five to six thousand gallons a month 
Uh, and there's so about a thousand gallons a person. That's about a thousand gallon for my family. Well, yeah, about a thousand got, gallons a person. Got six people in your that's family, right. and yeah. But uh, there are some that use considerably more, up to nine or ten thousand. Uh, it all depends on you know their situation, the number of people, uh, how long a shower you take. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, a lot of that makes makes a big difference. But uh, you know we try to keep our rates as competitive as we can, and and knowing that we are going to have to adjust them in the future because of increases. Well, I've got an interesting question, and I didn't prep either one of y'all for this one, but just now thought about it as we close this segment. Um, has the usage went up since COVID-19's hit from people washing their hands more? Have y'all noticed anything? <laughs> uh, actually, uh, we haven't seen a, uh, a much of an increase. Okay. Oddly enough, I think last month we had a de- decrease in, in total water usage across the district. So, uh, But it's – a lot of there's so many factors that go into that, and it's almost impossible to put your thumb on sure. on that and to know exactly where all the water's going. Uh, not just leakage, but you know somebody puts in a pool that can make a huge yeah. impact on their bill. Yeah. So a lot of things have factors there. Fair enough. All right, we got one more segment, gentlemen, and I, I appreciate your time. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some of the projects y'all have completed and some of the projects you're working on uh, in the next segment. When we come back on trending. Welcome back to the last segment of Trending. This is Ben Rogers, and I, I get to visit with one more segment with my daddy, Larry Rogers, and my, my best friend in the world, Lemmy Henry. And they're, they're here, again, not because of that, uh, not special treatment, but because they serve a purpose on the Double Springs Utility District. They're on the board, and they're doing great a great job there. And, and of course, uh, Daddy, you've been there about three years, Lynn, too, and you just added one this last June with, with David Doc Bush, as we call him. And so three board members. And, and you were talking, we talked about leakage, and we've talked about some of the uh, structure and, and how the water is received, and we get it from the city of Cookville, and they get it from Center Hill Lake. And and so I think Daddy said earlier he had maybe two or three complaints total. What's one of the things y'all get asked um, a lot? Well, water leaks, uh, if they have a water leak from our meter to their house, we will adjust it once a year. Now, if you go out there and you're watering your garden or your flowers and you leave the water running for all night or all, all day, no, we don't adjust that because we've got to pay – Coolville for their water and so but if it's between the meter and the house we will adjust it but if you leave it on it's your fault we do not do that and swimming pools i've been asked about swimming pools two or three times uh we can't fill up your swimming pool and give you a discount <laughs> because if we do that that's special treatment and how about the customers paying 20 25 a month and he finds it out. We filled your pool up. He's going to come and say, well, why don't you give me adjustment on mine? And I understand. So you can't do that. You start paying uh, favoritism, it'll bite you in the butt every time. <laughs> and people say, well, if this and if that. Well, there's an old saying, if and butts was candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> so you cannot, you know, I'm sorry. Maybe there is some utility but if we fill your pool up, we still got to pay Coolville for their water. Right. And we we can't go to Coolville and say, well, we filled this guy's pool up. Can't you give us an adjustment? They're going to laugh at us. And I don't blame them. I'd laugh at them, too. But anyway, that's, you know, if you've got a leak between our meter and our house, we'll help you once a year. If you leave it on and hit runs all night and all day, well, you know, I'm sorry. We're sorry. Well, I- The ladies at the office really catch heck. Uh if you've never dealt with the public, you don't know how much that uh, our employees, especially the ladies at the office, get 
get it. They catch it, and they really, they really deserve credit because they really get bombarded with stuff that really is not all their fault. And they, they're great. And I'm glad you mentioned that because really, y'all are doing the customer a favor by doing that because. From the meter to the house is their customer's responsibility. They're they're responsible for hiring a contractor to lay the, the water lines in. It has nothing to do with Devil Springs Utility. From that meter to the house, it's it's based on the resident or the person living at that property. Devil Springs Utility is responsible for that main water line and that, that meter, yeah. right? And that's correct. And <clears throat> Larry made a good point. You know, we don't have just extra water sitting there. Hey, can we use this water somewhere? Every single gallon that comes uh to us comes from the city of Coville and we pay for every single gallon of that. So we don't it's not like we have an extra stockpile that uh well we'll just give this water to somebody else. So uh it's it's important for people to recognize that yeah, every bit of that and we try to mitigate that help where we can uh, as far as leakage or losses uh but it happens and and we just have to deal with that as it as it comes about and the ladies in the uh in the office and and the we can't say enough and larry's already mentioned about our employees we Mm -hmm. have a great set of employees and angie byers their office manager she does fabulous but all of them do uh and we're very very happy with who we have now and we try to make sure that they get compensated well sure and that uh, they provide that good service to the community uh through our district and we feel in uh, you know we feel like we're in real good con- in condition yeah and, I, and you are and i, I appreciate what y'all do <clears throat> i, I want to talk about some of the things y'all accomplished since you've been in and one of those things is helping those employees out and and, and compensating them some more because i know i think they've not been compensated like they should have in the past and you two are a big part of that and i think that's great i think they work hard and they deserve that what are some of the projects maybe since y'all been on the board or what are some of the projects y'all are working on uh coming coming forward next uh couple years well one of the biggest things we're doing right now of course we're finishing up a lot of those uh, leak adjustments at uh, at the taps and that's a big project that we've had something we've got coming uh, very soon is a new 12-inch water line that we're uh, trying to to get all the the pieces put together from uh, the Coville City limits uh, that'll be for Double Springs all the way down to the crossroads there at Baxter. And uh, that 12-inch line is something that is, is going to be a great benefit, not just for uh, the customers that we have already there, but for potentially future customers. Uh, we know that that area... Uh, you know, west of, of Coville is growing, that Baxter's growing, and we want to be able to provide, uh, you know, a good quality water for that area that we know uh, that's growing very fast. And so this opportunity to get a 12-inch, a new 12-inch line from uh, our a place where we actually purchase water from the master meter there uh, at Cookville around Tennessee Avenue, to, to bring that all the way down with new line is going to, you know, just – help the whole system, really almost everybody on the Double Spring system is going to benefit from this, going to be able to keep their water pressure up as we add all these new customers. And it also provides an opportunity to work with the city of Baxter. Uh, they have areas that they, they're they trying to provide sewer uh, for a lot of this uh, new development, mm-hmm. and we can work with them to try to provide water and sewer. You know, it's important to work together. Sure. Uh, and – one thing that I'll mention uh, that uh, Mayor Porter has done such a great job with, uh, he he 
pushes that as as he you know appointed us he said i want you to work with the community around you and obviously you know it sounds uh like well obviously you need to do that but it's super important you know working with baxter working with cookville uh, working with the county it's very important that we're able to do that in order to provide the service because some, many times you have to work together just like we have we're doing with baxter now with sewer and water and we're hoping this 12-inch line, this big project we got coming, is going to do that. Sure. It's going to provide a great opportunity uh, for expansion in that area. Well, and, and you actually just covered the last question I had, which is great. Um, how important is it to be able to work with the cities of Kubel baxter in the county? And, and I know as a county commissioner, we apply for every grant we can, a CDBG grant that will um, – help with water lines throughout the county either bring new water lines to somebody that don't have water or uh, improve water lines and and so we always apply for those we don't always get them uh, but we we always try to do that to work with that wherever that utility district is is there is there any area in the county that just it's just tough to get water to we actually we have some areas especially down uh toward the martins creek area down uh, north of us, but uh, lower elevation, uh, there's still some places there that that we don't have city water, and some other places uh, in in the far eastern part of the county too. And we've talked to the mayor uh, about trying to reach those, trying to figure out something we can do uh, to get them access. And that's something on our minds constantly, and we're still trying to, uh, you know, we keep that on the radar and wanting to be able to do that uh, in the future for sure. Well, and that's good information, and then I want to. Um, just mention something before we close because we're getting close to the end. But Daddy had mentioned earlier that he's a more like a foot soldier and just kind of that, that I, I probably couldn't be further from the truth. Um, both of you men have are in my mind are leaders by example. And of course, Land, you're the chairman of the school board now, and and so you've got to lead in that capacity too. But I sat there and watched my daddy lead men all his life, and just by example, they both have you both have a passion to serve. Um, you both want the best for your community. You you've both lived here all your lives. I can't say that I was going to Nashville for three years and and hated every minute of it, but I was glad to get back. And you both of y'all have been so involved with other parts of the community. Um, like I said, two greatest men I know that, and, and part of who I am is shaped by, of course, both of you. And so I don't want Daddy to downplay his contribution to the community because that's not definitely all. not. He he's more than a foot soldier. He's worked at the electric company for forty years and and served people that way. But I just appreciate what y'all are doing because the utility district. It's so important to people like me. I mean, I'm part of that 2800 customer area. I like having water. Exactly. And, and I want to see all of our residents, especially in my district, which is that Martins Creek area, would love to have access to water. And I know you two and Doc and and the staff at Double Springs is doing the best you can to, to get that. So, And um, I would have to say, Ben, that uh, it it is, you know, People need to realize it is an opportunity to serve the community mm-hmm. uh, and to serve on the board. And it's an honor, too, because it gives you an opportunity to try to be uh, the kind of person that we all want to be in, in trying to make the community better and, you know, make sure the board's in good standing. One thing I'll bring on the board, we just got our audit back yesterday, 
uh, our yearly audit, and uh, we have we're in good standing, and yeah. that's always a good thing to hear. Yeah, you know. So when you're in good standing, we're in good financial shape. The the board is so people aren't going to have to be concerned about whether we're going to provide them water sure. for years to come. Sure, and that's what we what we want to do. So we're looking forward to, to that opportunity to be able to continue to provide that service and even expand it. Yeah, thank you both for being here. Uh, love you both. By the way, I hadn't told anybody on my radio show that so i can today uh appreciate y'all just remember folks as we close out this episode of trending be kind to one another uh help each other smile at each other just be be joyful with each other times we're in right now is, is not pleasant always but if you just smile and be kind to one another i promise you uh things will be better hope you have a great weekend we'll see you next week this has been rogers with larry rogers and lemmy kenry talk to you soon